Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee and come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of the one surrounding me with love 
For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence
I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement. If you've missed that, you can catch it in our archive. Um, actually, uh, if you go on my webpage, jessianenicholsgeorgeson1.com, you'll see a section there that says radio, and that has a page where other people have done interviews of me, and you'll find archive shows in there uh, where I use that statement. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You Need Life Companion Workbook. These are relationship books. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion and Its Companion Workbook. In addition, I'm a collaborator of the international best-selling book, um, Embraced by the Divine, and that is the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. Really incredible things that are going on with that. You want to stay tuned with that. That's not just a book. That's got a whole lot going on. And uh, we're going to have some things coming up next year that you're going to want to pay attention to with that. You can, by the way, find out more about that book at EmbracedByTheDivine.com. In addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, all kinds of great things going on. And I'm in the process of planning some really amazing things that I'm going to start up in 2017. I know I've been laying low in 2016. Um, if anybody wants to connect with me when I head out to the Los Angeles area or you've got something that you'd love for me to come and speak at, I'm totally open to doing that. I'm going to be making a trip out there late June, early July time frame, and a lot of times they go to the East Coast in the fall. So uh, those are two couple of big options there. And you can follow all the events that are available to register for um, through my website, again, jessianenicholsjorgesonnumber1.com. Now, if you enjoy the show today, and this is going to be an interesting show, so you're probably going to want to share it with some people, right? <laughs> Just get up and click the share button because you never know what life you're going to transform or who's, who's going to go, yes, yes, that's, that's what I've been talking about or that's what I've been trying to figure out or things like that. And, you know, they can get to it using the same link you used to come into our live show today and listen to it at their convenience. In addition, again, they can get it through um, iTunes, which would be through the Main Street Universe network there, or through TuneIn.com, and um, then again on my YouTube channel. So whatever their preference is, we've got an option there pretty much for them. Now, before we get started on everything, those that have listened in before know that each week I go into a book called The 72 Names of God. It's by Yehuda Berg, who's a Kabbalah master. Flip the page and get a new thought for the week, and I I really enjoy doing this, and then what I do is post this on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, and then you can go back and reflect on it throughout the week. So um, this is kind of fun, and it's always interesting to see, you know, how it plays in and how it comes together in this. Now, this week, the thought that we have from Yehuda, or the name of God that he's giving us this week, is called Speaking the right words. And boy, anybody who knows my work in code interpretation, it's all about the words. <laughs> you know, the words we use can make or break us. The way we describe ourselves can make or break us. So speaking the right words is a really big one. Did you ever say something you deeply regretted and found yourself paying for it dearly many years later? Words can wound others, but they can also imbue us with blessings and transform our very reality. Now, he goes on to provide the insight on this, which is, words have power. They ignite spiritual forces that influence the events and circumstances of our lives. For instance, Kabbalah says, slanderous gossip 
actually increases airborne diseases in our world. I'm, I'm going to cut in on this point because what's really interesting with this is that indeed it does, and this is something that we're going to be talking about today, is this impact. And, and next week, actually, um, actually, I guess Katie Taylor won't be on for two more weeks, but this week and next week, we're really going to be making that particular connection between us and what's happening in the world. So uh, anyways, back to, back to things. It can actually increase airborne diseases. And defaming a person's character absolutely inflicts spiritual and physical harm against the intended victim and upon the person voicing the word. So when I talk about in my work judgment and the importance of compassion, this is a big part of it. We're hurting ourselves and we're hurting others when we're making those judgments um, through, through the frequency vibrations. Now, however, because of free will, these truths are concealed from our rational minds by an innate egotistic narrow-mindedness toward all things metaphysical. Thus, it's easy for us to disregard and dismiss the power and influence of a spoken word and along with it, responsibility. Our words either emerge from our ego or from the light. When we allow the light to talk on our behalf, our speech fills others with hope, blessings, love, and inspiration. According to Kabbalah, we come into this world with a predetermined number of negative words that we're allowed to utter. And when this allotment is used up, death overcomes us. Imagine if we spoke only positive words of life. It's a pretty interesting thought to think about <laughs> in there. Now, the meditation Yehuda goes on to give for us this week is silence your ego. Push the mute button. Now, call upon the light to speak on your behalf on all occasions so that your every word elevates your soul and all existence. And, you know, this is where it starts to tie in some of those things that we hear about, like the art of gratitude, you know, positive thinking, things like that, positive speaking in this case. And it is very true because the things that we are sending, the, the things that we are things that we are saying in life, they are going to make a difference in how we experience life as well as how others are. And there is a responsibility that goes with wishing people negative stuff. And, you know, again, it actually ends up damaging us much worse than the person that we put that on. So um, you really don't want to bring that on yourself or anybody else. It's not worth it. <laughs> and, like, and I can vouch living a positive life, speaking kind words to people, finding kind things to say, being compassionate, makes a huge difference in the blessings you receive in life. And it's truly amazing. And I have to say that has been driven home so strongly for me in the last year. And, uh, and it's absolutely huge. So Yehuda thought, again, common word of God this week is speaking the right words. And the formal name that he provides on this is Yud Yud Zayan. Yud Yud Zayan. And that's our message from Yehuda. Now, a little bit of thought and insight here before 
we head off on to break and get into the meat of the show, as they might say, right? Because <laughs> we do have some interesting things that we're going to touch on today. What are your thoughts in the world today? Certainly, when people ask this, there are a variety of responses that come forth from people. And some will say they don't think about it at all. Others will be loaded with opinions. Others have already created a thousand solutions for what they see is wrong with it. And others say they refuse to pay attention to anything that is happening. Still others are at war and in uproar about everything. And this could probably be a very long list if I really got into it. For most, they are neutral or don't even want to be involved. Yet, then when we have those that live in fear and worry about what is happening and those that live in hope and optimism, that we will activate heaven to be the main frequency and will live in the euphoria that many remember from when they lived in Lemurian times. Now, why connect with the earth and Lemuria, you might ask? Well, over the last several years, even prior to the ascension time, many have been having dreams and visions and experiences of other lives in Lemuria. And they remember floating planet. But they also remember the peaceful and loving energy that they once lived in. I bring this up because it seems that many that were involved in that are here now on Earth. And to me, this shows that there are many that see great potential here and that what is happening here is a cross of what happened in both Atlantis and Lemuria. All of the fighting that existed, the conflict that happened, and the great vibe for power. Trust me, Star Wars or any of the others could come close to the story that exists among all of this. What is interesting, though, is how there appears to be conflict and war when there is not. That may have raised a few eyebrows, eh? That is right. Those that choose to vie for power another great illusion. Try to convince the rest that there is a war happening, that they must fight to maintain what their position is. Yet this is all one-sided. The real power of source is not having to buy for anything because it already has it. And it realizes its wholeness and realizes that there is nothing missing and therefore has nothing to defend as it also realizes the wholeness in that which is desiring power, which it cannot presently presently see in itself. So as you can see, the war then is one-sided. The fight is with oneself, the ego self that is desiring to have power and that is unable to see it already has what it believes it is fighting for. And this is a great parallel to what is happening here on Earth. It is also the same cycle that perpetuated in the times of Atlantis and Lemuria. And this is also why we have seen so many that were involved in those times show up here and now. The Lemurians, as well as some of the other groups, such as Lyra, have come to assist in the healing so that we do not repeat our past. In addition, those associated with Atlantis are also bringing in some great wisdom and showing up in the stages we have here. Although keep in mind those are not 
are often not those in the biggest public eye. The key now is to remember that we are here to work together and not engage in an illusory battle directed by those that are unable to see their own wholeness. The key is that we use compassion and choose differently. In connecting to divine spirit, it is never too late, and there is always plenty of time. How do we do this? We learn from the things that are happening in our world so that we can incorporate the wisdom and healing that allows us to create a different outcome. As with all things, we do not have to repeat our past. Had we only joined together in heart and soul and spirit's time, we could have created a different outcome in the Lemurian and Atlantean civilization, that of peace and harmony, yet instead created one that was based on giving into great fear, panic, paranoia, and choosing an illusion of conflict and war. With today's world once again trying to get us to choose the illusion, we must remember the choice that we have, and that is the choice to remember our wholeness and being compassionate with those that are unable to remember theirs, which is also ours. We have the choice to step away from our fears, guilt, shame, and anger, etc. And the more we remember our wholeness, the more others will remember theirs. The more we feed into fear and the doom or gloom scenarios, the more we will be drawn into that drama. Let's not repeat the choices of our past, but create a wholeness consciousness here. There is no right or wrong here, and in wholeness, we can value and appreciate all of the different components for what they do. While Lemuria and Atlantis operated through different ways, both code out with the same message to us, which is to be spirit, breathe spirit, live spirit, and they remind us to be in the world but not of it. In other words, be here shining your light, fully knowing who you are, and do not get wrapped up in the illusion of drama. Lyra Energy is here to help us in being successful with that, and in working with the Atlantis and Lemuria Energy. It's all about exposing the deception so that we can be successful in true and pure connection. As these energies combine further, we find that the combined energy of Lemuria and Atlantis is about responsibility and not allowing ourselves to be slayed by others. As Lyra comes into this, creating a trinity aspect, that we will find some great successes, but not necessarily without forms of retaliation from the energies that don't want to release control. But the fear of releasing control can lead to attacks on those of the Lemurian, Atlantean, and Lurian heritages. And this is why we are seeing more attacks on those areas coded to peace, compassion, love, and attacks to the lion and feline energy. It is why we see many disguised as healers, but also why many are drawn to work with healing, heart, and tools that generate greater wisdom and remembering. A lot to think about this week, isn't it? The code energy for this week is reminding us that we create our own luck in the world. Getting things that are fortuitous for us comes when we choose to shine our light in the world. 
And it will come when we choose to be happy first and not when we place conditions on our happiness, such as I will be happy when this happens or that happens. Success is possible for us right now. We can rise in the world and can experience some wonderful results happening from where we have focused our attention and put in the work. You may also receive some help at this time if you have done a lot of inner house cleaning. The more you let go of self-worth issues, confidence issues, making excuses, etc., the bigger and brighter the successes you will experience. Stop being afraid to let go of what doesn't serve you, for those things are only blocks in the doorway to things that are truly fulfilling you and that you love to have in your life. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will be talking about what is happening in the world today and why are we seeing some of the events happening that we are. What are the patterns and tactics being used by those seeking to control us? Or others, <laughs> as the case may be, us, others. We're going to be delving into a whole lot of interesting pieces. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And the song that I've got for you during our break is called I Am Spinning. It's by Claire Hedin. If you'd like to check out more Claire's work, you can definitely do so at her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C L A R E. H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Or I will get the song started. (laughs) There we go.
And welcome back. You are listening to Code Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and I'm your host today. And you were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin, and very grateful that she's allowed me to continue to use her work and her music on the show. Claire was one of my very early first guests way back when, um, and just such a delightful, delightful person. I had the opportunity to connect with her in person at one point in my journeys, and um, I just really like her. She's just such an incredible person. If you're up around the Bay region, San Francisco Bay region, she's out in that area, and uh, she definitely has some great work going on. You can check all of that out at clarehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And we are going to get into some really interesting things today as I'm doing my own show. And those that have been listening in know that I'm moving more and more into my own shows because there's just so much interesting information out there when we start looking at codes and, and learning about the truth of things and what they're really about and how that connects to us as a human race and, and to people in the world. And that's really an amazing um, thing there. So, um, you know, it's just a, one of those worlds out there today where I see so many people getting caught up in the drama, okay? And they get caught up in all the news stories and the news stories. We have to keep in mind, okay, the news stories have one teaspoon of truth <laughs> and about six cups of distortions to it. Um, you know, they take things, they twist things. We've got to keep in mind it's kind of like the telephone game. You know, none of us were probably really there, uh, but, you know, and, and can't see all of the pieces going on, so we rely on all this hearsay, and that's kind of what happens when things hit the news. But there is an aspect of it because that is important for us to keep in mind because when something hits the news in a big way, that's going to give us insights as far as, what we need to pay attention to in the world, that gives us insight into the type of action for us to take in the world, that helps us in making decisions in the world. Um, When we look at these things that they want us to know about, and when I say they, those that are um, trying to maintain control and power and things like that in the world, um, then... You know, there's also an aspect where they're testing out boundaries. They're testing out to see what's going to stir reaction from people, uh, what can they get the most amount of attention for. You know, it's kind of like that, that kid you grew up with, and you never really knew whether he was telling you the truth or not because he was just always vying for attention, and that's what he really wanted was just attention. <laughs> so that's what it kind of reminds me of is like that. And they're going to keep creating all these creative stories until they get your attention in some way. And, and the thing that we have to keep in mind, no matter how traumatic and dramatic something sounds, is that there's a lot of drama involved. And drama is not necessarily true <laughs> when we look at it. Okay, so there's a big difference because a lot of what's presented to us is presented for true, for entertainment and Again, to test those boundaries of where can we be controlled? Where can we be brought into things? So when you look at it, you know, if you don't have a newscaster that's expressing themselves, you know, well, if they're not putting the emphasis in the right place on the right words, 
they're they're not going to stay around as a newscaster for very long, right? If they don't have the right presentation, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine always comments, he goes, well, you know, Fox News always has got the sexy ladies on. <laughs> and, and it's true. Why? Because there's a lot of people that will then watch the sexy ladies and, you know, this is the type of thing that, that goes on. You know, that's why they put the good-looking forecasters on and things like that. And when they get a certain point, they kind of move them off the air. <laughs> These are the things that, you know, have, have evolved over the years. But let's take a look at a little piece here. If we look at the codes of news, you know, what news is actually about. News in and of itself is actually a very positive thing. News is really founded in the energy of success. It's actually really founded in what we're happy about, what we're happy about to the point that we want to share, okay? So if we really look at what is presented to us through TV and media and newspapers, it doesn't really fit news, does it? <laughs> and news is about successes. It's really a positive thing. It's about honors and recognizing um, things that people are doing in the world. And so it really wasn't meant as a medium, but this is a perfect example of when people are wanting to control people in the world, how they will take something like that and it's got this whole positive energy vibe to it, and then they'll take it and use it in a different way. And they use it in that different way so that they can do it. But then what happens is we actually shift the vibration. You know, they might call it news, but they actually shift the vibration. And this is part of what stirs people up because they're presenting drama, but they're calling up the news. <laughs> you see where I'm going here? Now, when you do that and you're presenting drama and what you're presenting does not coincide or flow in harmony with what you're calling it, in codes, this is what we call an unfavorable code connection in it. So when we, when we look at these pieces, let's take a look at this because the key factors that they use when they broadcast the so-called news is drama. It's always got to be dramatic, right? This is, this is a big thing. This is a horrible thing. Look at this disaster, right? It's drama, drama, drama. Well, if we look at the codes of drama, drama is all about suffering and mental anxiety. It's all about the sacrifice and the victim, right? Completely opposite of news. Think about that for a minute. It's all about the sacrifice and the victim. So what they're trying to do is get you to focus on sacrifice and victim. Now, as we know from the law of attraction principle, wherever your attention goes is what you create. So if they use this drama to create a sacrifice or victim mentality, they use it to create mental anxiety, what are they doing? They're separating you from divine energy. They're separating you from your whole self. They're making you forget it by weighing you down with the heavy energy of a victim. And if you get into that victim pattern, if you get into that mental anxiety pattern, what happens? Your body acidifies, right? You stop thinking for yourself and you start worrying about what everybody else is thinking. And your body starts taking on disease. 
And when we do this, the world starts to break down and there becomes more and more and more and more of the sacrifice and victim. And what does that do to the people who are perpetuating this? It gives them more power, right? It gives them more energy because now they really got control. Because as we know, when we don't feel good, when our minds are weakened, our bodies are weakened, we're tired, we're worn out, these types of things, and we're stressed about things, we just give in a lot of times. We don't have the energy to fight anybody. We don't have enough that fighting is the the answer on any realm. But we don't have the energy to be with ourselves. And so it's easier and easier and easier to filtrate the programming and the drama in. So that's how they utilize the news. And so then when we look at it and we talk about the codes, you've got something being called news, but you're showing drama. And what happens when we bring those two pieces together is we get a coded vibration that is about isolation, okay? It's about isolation, and it is about um, dropping off your financial connection. So it, it, what it does is it pretty much starts wiping out your abundance energy, which oftentimes is our self-worth. So again, it cuts more and more ties. So when we look at that and we look at isolation, they're isolating us from the divine presence in this presentation. That's a pretty huge thing, right? As we know, anybody who is going to go out there and brainwash somebody, and they prove this over and over again. You can go into whatever psychological studies you want to go into, basically, and you'll find this, that one of the things that happens over and over with people with high abusive patterns is that they try to brainwash their victims or, or the people that they're abusing. Easiest way to brainwash somebody is to separate them. Separate them from family, separate them from friends, separate them from self-worth, any sense of positive reenaction. That way they can take total control. That's what we see happening when we sit down and get these headlines and these news. Now, should we just totally ignore it all? (laughs) Should we just not pay any attention to it at all? I would say no. But if you enter it with this conscious space saying, okay, drama is being presented, but there is news in there somewhere, and whether we call it news or drama or whatever else, what we do know, these various things that are happening around the world, whether they are simulated by an elite view that are behind it or whether they are groups that want to get attention. I mean, that's all about attention for all of them, really, when you come down to it. Whether it's about gaining this control, whatever it's about, there is valuable information in what's happening in the world. Because everything that's happening in the world helps us to understand about the decisions we're making in our life and the decisions we're making as a collective consciousness. And that's where it's important. So it's kind of like the old saying, being in the world but not of it type of energy. We want to be aware of what's happening but not get wrapped up in the drama of it. And that is the key. Because when you do that, then you can get down 
to the wisdom piece. Then you can get down to the real learning piece, the real understanding piece. And that's, that's a big aspect. And this is why we have so many from Lemuria and Atlanta and Larian trying to keep us in a sense of connection. And they realize that people are getting disconnected as they're being isolated off, as they're being wrapped into this mental anxiety that the body, the physical body that is the catalyst for them to be here, struggles with that. It acidifies, it causes diseases. Disease within our own bodies causes diseases with plants and life and everything else, and it keeps cascading from there. So they're here trying to help people wake up and say, let's not fall back into all this programming. Let's not buy in to this competition that we're being presented, that this group is doing this and that's doing that. We've got to hate them. No, no. You know, you can't wrap everybody into one package and say every person that has this skin color or believes this religion is this way because it's not true. And to hate somebody for that is like somebody hating you because of your last name, because of your family, because you belong to so-and-so, because you work at a certain place. But that doesn't mean that that's you. So we have to be very careful about getting wrapped up in this whole drama because this is really about isolation, brainwashing, and keeping us in a victim mentality. And this is stirring a lot of things up for people because there are a lot of people here from Memoria, Atlanta, Lyra, that have been carrying a lot of guilt have been carrying a lot of fear, have been carrying a lot of struggling with worth because of the past life, because of past existences um, that they've had. Uh, The sense of failure of not being able to so-called save their world at that time. And that's all getting triggered again because the, the people that come from those civilizations and have incarnated now from those points they're seeing that happen all over again. And so they're, they're really having to stay strong in their mind and not get down that, hey, look, everything's going through this cycle again. And to realize that they came here to make a difference. And they, it's, it's up to them to hold the light. It's up to each of us to hold the light in this thing. So let's get on to some of the big headlines that are out there, some of the big things that are happening this year that have been going on in our world because, like I said, there's a lot out there that's been going on. So we have, right off the bat, one of the big patterns that I noticed this year is we have a lot of people leaving the earth. Have you noticed that? I mean, and, and, and it seems like there's a lot of celebrity deaths. It's not always age-related um, and things. But one of the big collective groups that I've really noticed that we're seeing a lot of deaths on are old classic rock musicians. Musicians are passing like there's no tomorrow. Now we've had a couple of other big, big ones recently as well, and like I said, some big celebrities as well. But the big focus seems to make be on rock musicians of a certain era. And what's always interesting to me is just like we come in generationally. It's almost like this grouping made a contract 
to leave at a certain time because most of them, as they've been leaving, they've just put something out or they've just released something that talks about their process of leaving. So when we look at this and we look, first of all, at celebrity guts and what that energy coding is telling us, uh, right off the bat with that, what we're seeing is power. We're seeing power and control. And this is one of the first signs that is telling us that there's something more going on besides the material world, that there was a bigger consciousness or is a bigger consciousness because this is about mental superiority. Now, there could be a vibe from mental superiority going on here. There could be a reminder that there's mental superiority going on here. Um, and it's about being able to obtain power by releasing all material things by choice. It's an interesting thought, especially when you look at celebrities who tend to have a lot of material things, right, <laughs> in there. But when we make this connection with rock musicians and we look at the energy of rock and roll musicians or rock musicians, as I like to say, in this, we also are reinforced by a power energy. And this energy is about commanding nations and people and that these people have most likely, their, their passing is warning us that things got out of hand by other people's I don't like to say stupidity, but that's basically it. Unconsciousness, <laughs> operating unwisely, let's say. And that has gotten in the way. So we see this huge exiting of these people. But it shows that there are people who are trying to buy for power or are starting to command nations. This exit event is about people taking control of nations and people turning over their power to these people, right? We're seeing that a lot. We're turning their power over to world leaders. We're allowing them to make all kinds of gigantic decisions for them, okay, or for us, I should say. And so this is a big piece that we've got to pay attention to in here. The big, big piece. So this exit of these musicians is telling us this. Now, there is another piece in here, too, that is also sharing with us the importance of peace and love. To remember the Christ consciousness, and I say that because it's tied in with the energy of the Magi, which is related to Christ's time and that we are superior to the trials and the difficulties that are in this life. And that there is something beyond this world. There is an ability to live on. And that these celebrity deaths of rock musicians have an immortal aspect to them, which means it's reminding us to remember what is timeless, what exists always 
And it's showing us that the way out, the way out of the misery, the way out of being controlled is peace and love. It's a pretty powerful statement to come from a few people passing, right? But that's why they got together as a collective to leave, to make sure we got this message. Now, moving on to some of the harsher things, <laughs> the more dramatic, traumatic things, as they would say in here. And that is we have a huge thing going on that is about bombing places that are coded to peace and compassion. They're not out there bombing the places that are coded to conflict, like the spiritual material conflict pattern. They're bombing places that are coded to peace and compassion. We saw this with France and uh, with Paris, and we saw this with Brussels. And I think we have a third one coming up. Um, Don't have the exact dates on that, but from what I can pinpoint, we're looking at somewhere around the 4th of July weekend, so a couple of days before our 4th of July here in the U.S., so around the first, second, third kind of range of July. And um, and I think that they're going to be looking for another peaceful connection. And I think we're going to possibly find that in the suburbs of Amsterdam. Now, a lot of people are saying Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. Um, you know, and, and, and I can't say it's going to be in the heart of Amsterdam, but there is, interestingly enough, when I started doing a little research, a festival that is all about bringing together people of the world happening in the Amsterdam area on that weekend. So it's very interesting when we put that together. Now, Berlin, to me, it doesn't have the peaceful energy coding, so I cannot see it happening there. But I could see it happening near Amsterdam and the Dutch and Amsterdam have always been uh, a country overall that has, you know, tried to uphold a more peaceful way of life, a more evolved thinking way of life. So it will be interesting to see what happens around that time because I've been watching the code patterns and and the patterns that are starting to form in place when they do these certain bombings in there. And it will be a massive amount of people that is there. So um, hopefully maybe my speaking up and maybe people who share the program (laughs) here will maybe avert some of that so that it won't happen because that happens too uh, from time to time when we get the wisdom out there and, you know, you blow the whistle a little bit and uh, and things don't happen at exactly that time. It blows some of the possibilities and the first things. I've seen that happen as well. So when we look at bonding in general, uh, what's very interesting is that bonding forces people to take the assistance of others. It puts them, uh, it's not about just putting them in a victim pattern, really, but it puts them in a position where they're not, functioning completely on their own. And, of course, where do people go when they're not functioning on their own? They go to the people with money. They go to where they can get the resources. And where does that trail back to? Well, that trails right into the elite and the people that are controlling things. So 
um, you know, that's very, very interesting. And, of course, when we look at the codes of peace and compassion, we have two different things. When we look at the codes of peace, we have um, those that are able to live in the world and not of it. Man, I think Paris is a great example of that, um, where people are in the world but not of it. Um, You know, Brussels is kind of in that same region as well. Um, Compassion is about drawing assistance from a higher source. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, it's about people coming together after challenges or through challenges. Um, What's interesting is they're bombing these places that they can't really create more war because every time they bomb a place of peace and compassion, they increase the peace and the compassion in the world. So that's kind of an interesting twist as we look at it as well in this whole scenario of things. Now, when we start to to connect this with the bombing pieces, uh, we have when we connect bombing uh, places that are coded to peace or bombing the energy of peace, what we find is the strange accident and fatality energy. So the hope is that um, it will appear like an accident, and the hope is that uh, they'll be able to wipe out that peace in the world, they're trying to bring an ending to that. When we look at bombing compassion, we do find that victim pattern in there. So we do find that they're trying to use that aspect to place people in in a state of, of stress and this mental anxiety and, and to put them at their beck and call because they think, well, you have nothing, you can't possibly be happy, right? Um, so when we bring these things together, you know, it's a it's a big it's a big piece in everything. We've got uh, these codes that wrap around, and and as the codes wrap around between all of these, what we find is the wheel of fortune energy turning and twisting in a way that things are coming to an end, and new beginnings are coming, and we need to think very seriously about that because. It's up to us to really decide what those new beginnings are going to be. And, uh, you know, absolutely, I'm seeing some comments. A lot of the attacks are false flags and engineered. And this is true. And for those that I have done a show on false flags, you may want to go back and check that out in the archives. Um, But a lot of these big things that hit the news are, you know, they're a show. They're a show. It's like creating an adventure movie. Uh, that you want to go see. And and that's kind of what's happening. It's not just as a random, oh, my gosh, some guy went off the deep end and decided to bomb people. Um, that actually is very rare. <laughs> it's actually very rare that somebody is truly in that state. You know, usually when we see these things, particularly like these types of bombings, here again we have a lot of bias power that's going on. And so... Um, everybody's trying to take control because they do see that we're at the ending and they're wanting to, you know, we're headed for a new beginning in a few months um, globally on a global level. And uh, every, everybody's looking to come out on top, just like they were back in the times of Lemuria and Atlantis. Everybody was looking to come out on top of things. And this is this was part of the, the struggle with some of these cultures was they were sucked into a, a fight. Um, thinking they were fighting for 
you know, the peace and everything like that. And, and uh, what it really did was turn over the power uh, to those that initiated the wars. Um, we have to be very careful about these things because they can make things look very, very good <laughs> and play on our heartstrings. And I want to remember, remind people, too, we've got to be very careful when we're sending out so-called prayers to these so-called victims in the world of the people that are experiencing uh, these situations and part, uh, you know, being involved in these different operations and things that, uh, that are going on. Because usually when we send prayers out, what we're doing is we're, we're placing people in a position of need. We're seeing them as a victim. And what we really want to do is to remind them of their wholeness and to pray for them to be able to see their wholeness and that they have more than what they need to move through the situation. Um, because when we pray otherwise, like a lot of people have been taught to pray, uh, what happens is we hold them in that victim piece and it creates a lot of heavy energy. It creates a lot of uh, patterns that get set into motion of fears and anxieties and worries and what we don't want to make. We don't want to perpetuate that anymore. We want to remind them of their wholeness so that they can step out of that and release the trauma pieces uh, from a conscious level, from a, a where evolved homeless level. So I want to put that out there, too, because I see these prayer chains throughout all the time, and, and, and people really are in that pity space and, and seeing them victimized, and we don't want to do that. We want to give them strength and energy to move through the situation at hand. So that's a big thing. So, you know, on this topic, what we're seeing a lot is why bombs all the time? You know, why, why is it always bombings that we hear about, Right. I mean, we, we hear of a few shootings here and there, but it's almost always bombs, and it's almost always associated with terrorism. Well, terrorism is the great distraction, <laughs> right? And, and, and I know I'll do shows on this in the future as well, but there's a great distraction as much as a lot of the charity stuff is great distractions out there. The elite sets up a charity group to distract you from what they're really doing, <laughs> Look at the good we're doing in the world, while on the other hand, we're starting this war and making you angry and victimizing you. You know, it's the same, it's the same kind of perspective in a way, just different routes to the same solution, so to say, for them or the same goal for them. Uh, but bombs seems to be the really big thing, and we have nuclear bombs and we have, you know, just basic bombs going off that are meant to hurt people or destroy buildings or things like that, um, and, and terrorism. So if we look at this, bombs code to the energy of spiritual material conflict patterns. And so every time bombs happen or we see bombs become big in the headlines. What, what that message is sending us is that materialism is destroying the spiritual. That quarrels are being made between families and that we will see war as our only solution to getting out because that is what will pull us out of financial devastation why? <laughs> okay, I know 
people that lived through the war times and they, they saw that be the big solution coming out of the Great Depression, okay, but it's not the answer. So when we see these bombs going off and we saw it in the various wars of things, uh, we saw it um, throughout history in the Greater Depression in Hitler's time and things like this, bombs, 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 and we see it all the time now. You always hear it in the news, bombs, bombs, bombs. Well, what that's doing is that's telling you the materialism is taking over. We're turning the spiritual over. And that, that the material is high, high, high in demand. When we talk material, what are we talking about? We're talking about our addictions. We're talking about our greed. We're talking about our gluttony. Yeah, pretty much the seven cents, right? And we're talking about those that want to have power and control over us, which is also material-based. So when we look at these things, what better way than to pull you away from spirit and to give the materialism, the artificial intelligence, the upper hand in things than to create quarrels? So we create quarrels by dropping bombs is what we do. And then we blame somebody for it. <laughs> so there's all this treachery and deception. So it's also about all this treachery and deception that's going on in the world. And what happens is this pattern also creates dangerous turbulence in the elements. So earth, air, water, fire in there. So that you know, that also is, is, it creates danger to our basic elements, which is needed for the planet and for us in there. So we have to be very careful about this. Now, terrorism, of course, then becomes the people that are all vying for power. They either want to get attention or they want to, um, you know, control things or this type of aspect that's going on. They all want to show that they're smartest people out there, okay, and that it's about something else besides the material. And that's where some of the great deception comes in, right, because they want to show it's something besides the material, but it's all about the spiritual material conflict. So it's a a very strange irony um, that wraps in. And in one hand, it isn't about the material, and when I say that, it's because it is about the material or the mental superiority factor. Everybody's buying to be the smartest. Well, here again, we have another big giant illusion because we're all equally smart. There is no smarter. I'm just going to tell you that right now. There is no smarter, best, perfect. Forget about it. Because we all have this amazing piece. And we're all equally there because we're all whole. So this is a big piece for us to understand that this is a great, great illusion. And it also challenges us. You know, are we going to draw on our own mental superiority, so to say, and override the materialism, let go of the addictions, let go of these different pieces in there? So terrorism is is really about a big game, it's a big strategy game (laughs) 
where everybody's trying to prove who's the smartest. You know, is the ruler of Iran smarter than the ruler of Russia? Well, you know, if you listen to my code show, probably not. <laughs> you know, you, you can you can tell some of those things. That's something I delved into recently with world leaders on the show. And uh, so, so those are things to definitely keep in mind for us. Now, when we look at these pieces, of course, one of the big terrorist groups that hits the headlines all the time is ISIS, right? And ISIS is the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. Um, it's also known as the Islamic State in Iraq and Levant and uh, Islamic State in Iraq and Al-Sham. So when we look at these different components that are going on, and what is ISIS really about? Because we know, okay, ISIS is really interesting because in its abbreviated form, it's really about personal stuff. It's really about the inner self, okay, which is, is where the Egyptian goddess came from. ISIS was really about the inner self, okay? And, and of course, there's a lot of people appeased about them using that. Well, of course. Why? Because terrorism and all this stuff feeds into that spiritual material conflict. So what better way to feed into, hey, the material is taking over the spiritual realm uh, than to take on the name of a goddess that's all about the internal uh, pure wisdom <laughs> in there. So that's, that's where some of that comes from. But when we look at this, we have different code energies involved in this, this so-called terrorist group. Now, what's interesting is I don't think that they're truly behind a lot of this stuff. They're just the ones that are trying to take the claim for it while there's some smaller little sects that are out there running around uh, doing the work, so to say, for the bigger pawns in the game, right? You know, they're, they're out there just doing the work because they've been led to believe whatever they've been led to believe. But, uh, you know, right off the bat, we have the strange accident and fatality pattern. So they take that piece on right off the bat. And then, uh, you know, we have these different things of, of creating change and stuff like that. But when we get down to the real coding, two pieces here within this name is humongously about responsibility. It's about not operating in speculation, not trusting people. Uh, it's about receiving bad advice from other people. And that we really need to be carefully considering our path at this time. So here's the big wake-up call. This is it. Is that the future isn't looking really positive right now, and you've got to be careful who you're associating with because you can be ruined by speculation right now. The earth can be ruined by speculation. Populations of people can be ruined by speculation. And when I talk about speculation and false partnerships, it's because uh, when we do that, it's about operating with what's in hand. Well, what's one of the big ways that people try to control people on the planet? Credit. Okay? Living through credit that you can never pay off, basically, or is extremely hard to pay off. And, you're, and, and you take this credit out based on what you should be bringing in versus spending what you have in hand, for example. That's, that's just an example. So we've got to be very careful who we're listening to. We've got to be very careful about people are telling us 
and we've got to think very carefully about the path we're headed down. That's what this group is helping us to understand. And it also comes back to a piece that is about looking to divine assistance. We need to look to divine assistance and get back in check and living by our virtues. Okay? So it's really coming back to some of those key pieces, those key, you know, uh, aspects that we want to say in this. And the vices and the virtues. And the vices are going to destroy us if we don't let them go. The big piece to think about. Now, this group also goes under the name of Daesh. And that also goes right into the material, spiritual conflict pattern. So this group is being given sort of free reign in a way to create some people to go out and do these circumstances in order to break people's spirits and to create all this upheaval that they have a hard time staying connected to divine presence. That's really what the purpose of this group is about. Okay? It's not about you know, them going out and just bombing people or going out and, you know, doing the suicide bombings or things like that. Now, another big piece that ties in with a lot of this that we see going on is we have um, Nigerian girls being kidnapped, um, kidnapping human trafficking going on in the world. Uh, this has taken a big rise in the news recently. And so when we start to look at this, again, it's driving home that responsibility piece. We have got to start start being responsible. We've got to start living by our own powers. We've got to start living by our own thought. We've got to start getting back to maintaining our own self. Because every time we're living on all this credit out there, Every time we take another credit card out, we, we put ourselves further in debt. We're turning over our power. And when we look at the aspect of kidnapping, which, like I said, it's become very big again lately. We go through these little aspects of kidnapping, human trafficking that's going on. And we look at the energy patterns that are involved in that. And what we have here is it's all about creating uncertainties for the future. It's all about creating this kind of darker future. It's about treachery and deception and putting people through tribulations and placing them in unexpected danger. Um, it's all about deception, particularly uh, when we look at these situations where women are usually the ones being kidnapped and used in this situation. Uh, not always, but usually. Um, that that treachery and deception coming from the opposite sex. Here again, when we look at that, these women are being sold off as sex slaves and things like that, and this is being done to sexual addiction and to feed the addictive pattern in general because the more we have addiction, the more we turn our power and our control over and the more we can be programmed in and weighed around in things. Uh, when we look at human trafficking, this is the energy of the mold. And human trafficking 
you know, there is a celestic. In some pieces, it, it, we could say that, you know, there was originally some wisdom and some honor in this. And, and I don't mean in the way it is now, but in the sense of movement of people moving from one place to another. And, and having, you know, done that originally, that's fine. But when we bring in the trafficking piece and we bring in the perception piece, now we're going to a whole other realm again. We're coming around to this aspect of really movement of people and things for the sake of money and business and having to operate with great caution. So again, it's coming back saying, we need to taper down some of the excesses a little bit. We, this, this coding also warns us that our natural resources are in danger. When we're seeing human trafficking going on, it's saying your natural resources are in danger. See, we all have this interconnectedness, this interrelationship. And so when we make certain choices, the earth responds. When the earth is headed in certain directions, we tend to fall into certain code patterns. So, you know, when the earth's natural resources are in jeopardy, we see more things like human trafficking going on. We've got to wake up and start taking care of those resources. If we do, we will see the human trafficking settle down in the world. So this is a big this is a big thing that we have going on. Now, a couple of other things that we have going through, um, and, you know, and this, yeah, as somebody's mentioning, this is about breaking down financial structure, bringing the new world order government through. And, you know, for so long, they really, this was promoted as such a wonderful thing, and, oh, yes, yes, new world order, and it was promoted as a spiritual thing, but that was another big deception put out there. Um, you know, the new world order really got its connection into the artificial intelligence and turning over soul for machinery and material stuff, really, and wiping out, you know, human and soul and life and all of those types of things, becoming more groaned. Um, so we, we have to be very careful about these things. Now, we do have a couple of other things that have had some news interesting. Um, um, Turkey is the country that came up in the news. They, they're urging people to unify to fight. <laughs> Figure that one out. Let's join together to fight. Okay? Huge oxymoron in this aspect. And it gives way to terrorism or trying to fight terrorism. So it's like, well, let's join together to fight this power source that believes it's so smart in this coding. Well, when we look at this, uh, Turkey is a country, we have to understand, Turkey is a country that is about awakening. It's about judgment. So it jumps to these conclusions sometimes. It gets these judgments going. And it, it's trying, it's, it really has this sense of duty and purpose uh, and not worldly success. But what happens is things get hindered in this process. The plans get delayed with things when Turkey is involved um, because Turkey is a country that has to develop the spiritual first. So if they take this path and say, hey, come join us, let's go fight, they're not focusing on developing the spiritual. They're going to come out 
wiped out pretty much, and they're going to take other people with them, which is probably why they're having a hard time getting people to unify <laughs> with them in this situation. So, you know, when all these pieces come together, you know, Turkey, you know, and, and this whole energy here is really bringing in, you know, just pieces that aren't going to work very well. Um, you know, it's going to bring a collapse of the economy, which would be very ironic considering they followed some of the mainstream of Iceland to pull themselves out of debt. So they may be feeling a little aspect of, yeah, okay, we're on the spiritual path, we pull ourselves out of debt or we're in that process or just about there. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, you're not going to stop war with more war. Okay, it's not going to happen. The law of attraction principle is only going to create more war instead of stop it. So there's there's some ironies there with what's going on. Now we also have going on uh, a cholera outbreak, cholera outbreak, and again cholera drives back home this responsibility piece. You can see the pattern here. Most of the world events that are happening and the things that are happening around our world that are making uh, the news, this drama that's going on, uh, really comes back to us being responsible. We need to get in gear and stop turning this power over because this message keeps getting driven in over and over again. And an outbreak of anything is about deception. So here again, this is like a false flag aspect, the cholera outbreak, because it's about the deception that you have no power. Uh, you know, you're weak and that you, you cannot let go of your addiction. That's where the cholera outbreak is coming forth. Now, when it comes together, it does show that we can have success. And the cholera outbreak is reminding us that we can have success, that we can have this divine connection, but the way to do it is to beat our addictions and things. So, you know, that's a big piece for us to keep in mind. Um, success is still possible. So it's interesting how even in some of these, what seem like very extreme things happening in the world, remind us, and it's telling us, all is not lost. There is still hope and possibility right now. Now, Haiti, of course, was blamed for this. And what's interesting about Haiti's energy is Haiti is a big scapegoat. So um, because it's got the scapegoat energy, it's the sacrifice, it's the victim energy pattern, um, Haiti can be blamed for a lot of things and not be able to defend itself. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and, and you know, you could say this about any any of the things, right? We like to say, oh, look, it originated from this country or that country. Yeah, they, you know, they might have had the first cases coming out there, but how did those first cases come about? Somebody dropped the virus there, <laughs> okay? It's, it's just like the Zika virus. Somebody dropped the virus there, and Zika, of course, is hitting very, very big right now, and Zika also is about the Lyran energy. That's what Zika is about, is silencing the Lyra energy, and viruses are about creating material spiritual conflict. You've got to have this medicine, which then we can control you better with. So, again, it's a lot of 
illusions and delusions going on. And when we look at the Zika virus as a whole, it is deception, which tells us this whole Zika virus is all about people who aren't operating in our best interest. They're not operating to bring peace into the world. And so this was created to keep us in deception, to keep us where we can't think for ourselves. So it's not that it's really shady to blame in here, and it's not about finding blame in reality. It's about looking at it and saying, here are the messages that are coming through, and what are we going to do with that? A couple of big other pieces that we have coming in right now, um, Chicago, um, Illinois, in the U.S. We've had a lot going on regarding racism there. Racism codes on the same pattern as human trafficking. Keep that in mind, okay? Racism is about the movement of people and things for money and business, okay? And so that's really what they're doing when they're stirring up racism is they are creating this irritation. They're creating this movement of people that they know will create triggers for people and move them into this space of anger. And they know that everybody's very sensitive about it, okay? And racism really came about in many ways, if you look at a lot of the cultures, because of the movement of people, like when slaves were brought from other countries into the U.S., for example, and we look at that and it, it resulted from that. So we have to be very careful. That's a very dramatic piece when we get into it. And, again, reminder that racism is telling us that our natural resources are in danger. So we've got to get off of the distraction of these issues and get down to the core of what we need to pay attention to. And that is our natural resources. It's not getting wrapped up in the hate drama or the blame drama. It's about paying attention to our natural resources and what's going on there. And so they use these things while they're jeopardizing these other things. So when you see racism and you see human trafficking coming up, you can darn well be sure they're working on destroying our natural resources. That's the goal behind it. And that's where we need to turn our attention. Set these other drama stuff aside because that's all it is. They're all about creating triggers. It's not even real. It isn't even real. We have to remember we are one family. We are not separated. We are one. And it's about time that we started getting that and started treating each other that way. And here. Now, as we move forward in this and looking at the Chicago police aspects here, um, it's a, here again, it's about coming into a certain amount of power, but it's about, you know, it's a, it's a power that can command nations. It's a power that can make a big movement. So if they have certain things going through, here again, they're using the Chicago Police Department, which I know a couple of people associated with that um, region and with the police forces out there, and they are truly nowhere near racist. 
<laughs> not at all. I'm not saying there aren't some people out there that are, because we have a little bit of everything anytime we talk about a group of people, no matter what that group is, whether it's a Christian group or whether it's a police force or whether it's government or whether it's a spiritual group, it doesn't make any difference. There's going to be variations of people that are involved in that group. And so when we look at this, again, this is about the turning point. They're using racism to try to gain control over us uh, because we have that wheel of fortune energy that shows up when we specifically look at the Chicago Police Department. So if they can make something happen through that channel, and when I say they, again, I'm talking about those, the big they that wants to control everything, um, that's really that's really setting the precedent. They, they're seeing that as being able to set the energy in motion and that that is a place and point through which they can do it in there. And we've got to be careful. And why are they doing this right now? because of this nine vibration year where we're coming into completion and we have some new beginnings and we have some new opportunities and what we choose during this year and how we choose to respond to these world events that are going on will make or break the experiences we have moving forward. Okay. Another big piece that hit the news recently is slowing of genetically modified crops. Don't figure that. That's an interesting piece, right? Without all this big to-do about GM foods and paying attention to that, well, we're actually seeing a, a fair drop-off and a slowing, a reasonable amount of slowing going on in that. Uh, but we've got to be careful because, again, the genetically modified aspect, GM aspect, ties right into the same as racism and human trafficking. So here you think you've got three different things going on, and it's all the same thing. You see, it's all the same thing, so it comes back to our core issues. Take care of our natural resources and act responsibly. Those are the big messages in there. Um, so in looking at that, uh, that slowing shows that we are, um, that, that ties in with the promise of moving away from the material aspect and being able to let go of some of our addictions that we have. So that's actually a very promising thing to um, show up in the coding um, that, that we see happening around the world. Now, those that have been following through, a big piece that I think has captured a lot of attention <laughs> from people, and man, I think, I think there could be some really big discussions come out on this uh, piece of the news, if you want to say that, is assisted suicide was approved in Canada. Now, what's interesting is Canada wanted to make it very clear that Americans cannot come across the border <laughs> and just start asking for assisted suicide. Um, there's actually, I believe if I heard correctly, eight states in the U.S. where they legally allow assisted suicide um, to, to go on. This is a whole different realm, and I think that this is something that we're going to have to be very, very careful with. Uh, this is just really coming out in the forefront, and I think this is going to set a precedence for a lot of things. You know, we're already seeing a lot of things that are based and founded in genocide um, aspects, <clears throat> and we're seeing a lot of companies 
go bankrupt or countries go bankrupt. We're seeing a lot of financial issues coming up. And I am completely pro people having a choice of what they want to do with their life. My concern, on the other hand, is those that say, hey, we don't want to pay for the old people in the world anymore or we don't want to pay for this population, so we're just going to um, go ahead and mark this off as assisted suicide, even though that's not what they um, agreed to, even though that's not the case. And and who's going to argue it? You know, the, the once the person is gone, they can't come back and say, hey, that's not my signature, or hey, I didn't agree to assisted suicide. You know, I, I, I'm concerned that there could be a lot of so-called accidents um, happening with this kind of approval. And, and I can see this being a big thing because it, it is an easy way to wipe out a lot of people. So I think we're going to have to be very careful on this. Now, when we look at assisted suicide in general on this aspect, um, the first code that come up on this is major, major giant deception, gigantic deception. And this is a very great warning. So just what I was giving caution to fits right in with the natural code of assisted suicide. Okay? Um, this shows unfortunate energy for the future. It shows a lot of treachery, a lot of deception, um, a lot of unexpected danger. So right here, assisted suicide alone is warning us. There's a lot of danger involved in this that we are not seeing. And again, I'm making it very clear. I am very pro-choice about things because I don't believe in giving up our choice. That's, that's a huge amount of power, and we can't afford to give up choice. However, when we start looking at this, we're going to get a lot of grief and deception from this. This is a big, big warning that says, oh, this is not a path we want to go down. This is not a path we do. And I know there's a lot of arguments out there. What about the people that are suffering? And, you know, it's not right to make them suffer and blah, 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 blah. But we have to keep in mind this is not what it appears. This is not necessarily going to be used for what we would like to see it used for. And that's that's a dangerous thing. And this fits in. Why? Because when we look at assisted suicide approved, what energy code comes up? But strange accidents and fatalities. That's right. Oops. It was an accident that I got the assisted suicide medication in that person's IV instead of their antibiotic in the hospital. It is warning us big time about this. And I'll tell you, if ever there was a reason to get healthy, <laughs> this is it. Because there's going to be a lot of oops. There's going to be a lot of, oh, got the wrong thing in. Oh, so sorry, too bad. A lot of death with this. And I don't mean just the people who want to go. It tells me that we have to put a lot of other stipulations in place probably with this. 
to make it a feasible thing, but it is not a good thing. It is not a good thing by a lot of standards. Um, you know, it's one thing if somebody chooses to take their life. One thing if somebody wants to walk down that pattern. You know, but to have somebody do it for them, we're playing in a whole realm that most people are buying into it. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those aspects that sounds good on the surface but there's a lot of hidden danger under the, the surface of these things in here. And, and I think that that is gigantic to keep in mind. Now, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> when we, you know, look at these various pieces and things, it shares so much information with us. And it gives us a lot of insight of what direction we need to be looking at. A story is not just a story. A story and what is happening in the world are our messages. And they're the signs and the symbols and the things that we need to pay attention to so that we can correct the action. And at this point, everything is showing us but there is still hope to turn it around if we want to turn it around. And, you know, the last story I want to bring up, I just couldn't refuse <laughs> leaving it out because it was, it's really a much lighter heart piece to the drama in the world of what's going on. And and I want to do this, and then we'll, you know, move into a short little thing here. But we have uh, one of the things that hit the news today, and this this is for a little more humor to lighten things up a bit. Uh, there was a lawsuit uh, for, I believe it was uh, $5 million or something like that. I, I know my numbers might not be right, $5 million, $500 million. <laughs> What's a few million, right? Anyways. The lawsuit was denied. It was initiated by somebody who had been in prison and claimed that his religious rights were violated. He was not allowed to wear religious paraphernalia like jewelry and T-shirts and things like that. But uh, let's understand the religion <laughs> that that he was coming from. Uh, his his religion that was he claimed was being denied was the flying spaghetti monster. That's right, the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> and uh, he was saying he was not given his worship times, and therefore he had initiated a lawsuit about four years ago. And they just came to the final decision-making on that. So <laughs> if that doesn't lighten your day up a lot of it, uh, you know, a little bit in there, and, and when we look at this again, Here's another story, though, that has encoded in it those aspects of danger, of natural resources, spiritual material conflict patterns. So even some of this lighthearted stuff is there. And in the midst of all of this tied in to uh, the spiritual material conflict pattern, we also have the component of we can't operate on such blind faith that we 
don't pay attention to what's happening in the world because it can also be easy to go to that other aspect where we have a lot of star seeds in the world and a lot of people from Byron, Lemuria, and Atlantis, and all of these uh, Pleiadians and, and the whole works here. And, uh, you know, it reminds us, be in the world but not of it. Don't let your addiction to rule you. Um, because when you do, you turn your power over to those that don't have your best interests at hand. And it reminds us that we can't be so much in the soul self when we're living on this planet. Because when we do that, yes, you can live and stuff here, but when you try to ignore the material world altogether, when you try to ignore that you're in a human earthly existence at this point in time, we put ourselves in a lot of danger because we don't tend to handle things, we don't tend to take care of things, and we just expect everything to drop in and be taken care of for us. So we stop being the co-creator. And that actually can have uh, a strange, twisted effect. And, uh, you know, although the uh, I, there may be appeal coming up by this gentleman um, for his violation of rights because they were not taking him completely serious and weren't taking the care of uh, him serious, I do want to mention there is a Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and the Flying Spaghetti Monster is the deity that's worshipped in this church, and uh, the religion itself is actually called Pastafarianism, (laughs) Pastafarianism, and uh, apparently his wording of what his religion was, uh, he called it the Flying Spaghetti Monsterism. And that was not the correct name of the church, which is how they denied his um, <laughs> his lawsuit in there. But Pastafarianism actually codes, interestingly enough, to the inner self. <laughs> so go figure that. It codes out to the inner self and also codes um, back to that responsibility piece of our greatest responsibility is to self and to the inner self and to divine presence in the world. So, again, being in the world but not of it. And and how could I have not picked a better story (laughs) than that one to end everything on such a beautiful, positive note um, in regards to this? But I do because we have a few minutes left here, you know, and it just goes to show, uh, you know, this guy actually probably is, you know, one of those starseeds was very connected to the other world and very connected to some of these other principles. Um, most people would call him probably crazy or altered personality. Doesn't seem to have that going on. He just wants to worship his own religion and belief system as most of us do. And I think it is easy for us to um, make fun of people who think differently than ourselves and whether it's coming to us through a tragic incident uh, or whether it's coming to us through something as lighthearted as this, that judgments are not the path we want to go down because that's going to feed a lot of these codes. And I just want to encourage you to pause for a moment and remember, remember what it feels like to be held in a big, giant, loving embrace. Remember 
what it feels like to be whole, balanced, complete, because we are that. We, we let ourselves get out of balance in this world. And we want to keep reminding the earth and our natural resources as well, because that's an important part of things, that it is whole and complete, and it has all that it needs to supersede what is going on in this world and to imprint it with that memory as well. And to ask yourself, because it's very important for us to stop and to do our own personal reflection, to get connected with that inner self and to say, what addictions are we still holding on to? What material things are we still striving for? And I'm not saying it's bad to have experiences or enjoy material things. But question if you put that as a focus that you're striving for. Question it. And ask yourself, where are you keeping yourself in debt? Where are you turning up your power? How much credit are you living on? And what are you going to do to work your way out of that? Yeah, we've got some pretty big issues happening in the world. And we've got some pretty big things out there. But you don't have to get wrapped up in the drama. And what I say is, let's bring the news back. Let's bring in real news to this world. The news that's founded in compassion, that shares joy, that shares successes, that shares accomplishments that shares connection and that shines that true, incredible, full light all over this world. It's beautiful and it's a lot easier than we make it out to be. So I hope you'll step on that path because I'm stepping on that path. I've been on that path and all the time I'm refining and shifting and adjusting to be more on that path. I've had times in my life where I pursued the material. And I'm a lot happier when I'm pursuing spirit. I'm a lot happier when I'm making the necessary adjustments and balances and adaptations based on the information I'm getting. Don't get wrapped up in the drama. See the information for what it is. And hopefully we can continue to share this with you so that you can stay wise about the real needs in the world so that we can see the successes coming through and so that we can break through these layers of deception that have been going on for far too long. And it starts with you because every time you shine your light in the world, every time you give compassion to somebody in this world, be it a person, an animal, a situation, you're reminding people of their wholeness and you're standing in them. And that is what's going to turn the light around. And you'd be amazed at how many lives you will change simply by being the light that you want in the world. 
What a show today, huh? Next week, I'm going to be doing another show on my own, and I'm going to be taking a look at what happened to Mother Earth and showing through the eyes of code interpretation what is going on in our Earth is going on with us and how that interrelation is happening. I'm going to be exploring the things that are happening on our Earth, like chemtrails, fracking, poisoning of our water, a whole lot of other things that are going on. So I hope you'll tune in and I hope you'll join me. All of my work with relationships, those books, the co-collaboration that I've done with an international bestseller, um, you can check all these things out. Um, my books, you can check them out uh, on my website, jessianniclesgeorge, the number one.com, Embraced by the Divine. You can check that out at embracedbythedivine.com. And, uh, you know, these are your opportunities and activating compassion. My books out there on those, check those out because they're a big key to bringing a little piece of heaven onto this earth and being in tune with that wholeness. Everything's on there. Uh, every month I'm putting up a new video. You can check that out. Find out ways to connect with me. Uh, see the tips that are going on, blog posts, all of those things that I have going on. Um, check out uh, archive shows uh, on that website. I, I do have some changes that will be coming up in the upcoming couple of months, so uh, you'll have to pay attention to those. Uh, but I'm going to be shifting some stuff around on there, but hopefully it's going to make it simpler and easier for you to connect with everything there. Uh, I do want to mention that April's special deal is when you purchase the ebook version of either Activating Compassion or You Need Life and Change, then I'm giving out its accompanying workbook absolutely free. Don't forget also that we have several shows here on Main Street Universe. Consistently, we have Susan Weed, who's sharing her work in herbs and natural plants. Um, we also have had Mary Phelan return to the network. Um, with her work, she's coming on once a month, and uh, Janice White is doing her show, Reflections and Lips Driven. Uh, she's doing that once or twice a month. You know, we have a couple of other people that are coming into the network, so uh, lots of interesting people. Of course, our flagship show is, is uh, comes on from time to time as well on the network, so you see that. And they have some really great guests that come through and various things there. But uh, lots of things happening. So just Stay tuned, basically, is it, right? <laughs> stay tuned. Don't get wrapped up in the drama, but stay tuned. This is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today, and thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on Penn, known as Parent Counters Network, Spring Finder, and Talk Stream Live, and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into code connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in the archives where they can listen to it at their convenience. And I'm going to be moving you with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over, also by Shimshai. Check out their work, www.shimshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, 
Yeah. 